This is The Furnace with John Burton. All right, today we are going to get into it. We're talking about hell. This is a topic of utmost uh, importance and something that is just blowing my mind that all over Facebook, social media, people are arguing that hell or or eternal torment just doesn't exist. And these are people, and you got to get this, these are people that are presuming themselves to actually be legitimate Christians, legitimate followers of Christ. And I know that this may be offensive to some of you. Um, just ask that you hang in there with me. Um, this isn't a personal attack, but I do need to deal with the issue that is, in my opinion, causing a lot of people go to the to go to the place that they believe is not there. Or many of them would say that it's there, but it is redemptive, meaning hell is there to make all things right, and so we can be with Jesus forever. And I find it very interesting that people presume hell to be redemptive while ignoring the reality of the cross. Now, I know many of them would say that it's not either or, but it's both. Uh, It's because of the cross that hell is also part of the redemption process. I understand that, but I'll tell you what, they are flat wrong. 100% entirely, completely wrong. And this is a very devastating and destructive belief system. Um, And what I'm finding, everybody, is is out there in internet land, uh, people are just... um, you know they're gullible, and I'm and I'm and I'm not I'm not I'm not talking about those who are studying this out. There are people who are studying this out, and who have arrived at a wrong conclusion. I'm talking about other people that are vulnerable, and they are they they'll believe almost anything, and so they are hearing that hell is redemptive, or that that there is no such thing as uh, eternal torment, and. Uh, so they're believing it, presuming themselves to be a Christian, and when they are violating serious, core, orthodox, foundational truths of Scripture. And so, so here's a question. Can you believe that hell doesn't exist or that it is redemptive and still be a Christian? Can, is that possible? I would argue that it is highly unlikely. I don't, uh, you know, I'm not the one to say if an individual who's going through some sort of a process isn't saved. For example, one of my friends, he, he made the point that maybe somebody gets saved. They haven't wrestled with that, with that doctrine. Uh, maybe, maybe they are presuming that hell doesn't exist or hell is redemptive. You know, and so for that person in their early stages and they're following Jesus, yeah, they're probably saved. If their salvation is legitimate to begin with, then at that point, yes. But they're going to quickly have to deal with this with this heretical view that they've adopted. Otherwise, it will absolutely um, compromise their their salvation without without question. You know, um, but by and large, I don't know that it's possible to be saved and to buy into this deeply heretical position. Um, it was deemed to be heretical back in the first century or the second century. 
And, you know, and, and some would say that uh, someone made the point today that, you know, certain early church fathers didn't believe in a literal hell. And my point is, those early church fathers are wrong. And they're heretical. You know, and that's a pretty weak argument. Um, but let me share with you one of the reasons why I believe that adopting such a theology does put your salvation at risk. Here's why. Because it completely changes the person of God into someone who he is not. So now you've eliminated justice. That, that whole part of God you've eliminated. You, you've eliminated his severity. You've eliminated his wrath. You know, you've, you've eliminated his nature, attempting to make him into someone who's always sweet and affirming and nice and some. And so what's happening is people are following quote unquote, a Jesus who is not the true Christ. And many of them are going to church and paying their tithes and lifting their hands and reading their Bible and saying their prayers, yet they're following another Jesus. Why? Because the core attributes of God, several of them, not all of them, several of the core attributes of God are being renounced, rejected. So what that means is while they may presume to be following Jesus Christ, they're not actually following him. They're following an invention of their own imagination. So I hope you I hope you're seeing where this is starting to become a very very serious issue. You cannot eliminate the justice of God. You can't do it. You can't eliminate the wrath of God. You can't do it. It's not it's not possible nor is it appropriate. And so, so, you know, here's, here's the issue again, you know, and I've met a lot of people out there, you know, a lot of them are, they're buying into false grace, they're buying into eternal security. And so what's happening, you know, what, what, what's happening is that they are, they are attempting to redefine God. That's why those who are buying into false grace, they're in the same situation. I believe their eternity absolutely is at risk, you know, and false grace theology is a slippery slope into universalism, you know, and, and so you've got universalists and then you got what, what, what many of them call Christian universalists, you know, so Christian universalists would say that you still have to go through Christ, but, but which it doesn't honestly make any sense to me, but still hell is redemptive. So, you know, I guess people are going to go to hell and then at that point they are going to go through Christ and they're going to be redeemed. And it's, it's heresy. It is, it is extreme heresy. This is not something that's a low level kind of a difference of opinions. This is extreme heresy to not believe in eternal torment in hell. Extreme heresy. I mean, you're going way over the edge. It's not a minor thing. It's a major thing, you know? And so 
Um, yeah, so this is a big, big deal. They're misinterpreting the Bible. They're misinterpreting the various um, descriptions of hell. They're misunderstanding. They're mis, uh, misdefining the reality of hell. Um, you know, I, it's just, it's crazy. But again, it's rooted in people's inability to negotiate a loving God that is also a just God. They can't figure that out. They don't understand it. Many other people are buying into universalism or Christian universalism or false grace. They're all in the same category, in my opinion, because they have not discovered how to find freedom from sin. They just can't, they can't stop. They can't stop sinning. And so they, they haven't figured that out. And so what are they doing? They're adopting false theologies that fit their experience. You know, and, and I'll, I'll tell you this because I, I've, I've run into this a lot. This, this idea that people can't find them that, you know, let, let me, let me say it another way. All right. So these people cannot be okay with the idea that God does things that are contrary to what they presume love is. You know, and I wrote a whole article on the, the great love deception. We, people are so radically confused on what love looks like. They don't understand. And it's, and it, it's maddening. And they, you get all the, you get these, these sappy, smiley people that think they have a corner on love. They think they, they have figured it out. And any and anything that feels harsh, anything that feels unfair, anything that feels heavy-handed, anything that feels direct, anything that feels like a rebuke, if it feels if it feels like um, punishment, if it feels like any of that, they can't negotiate that. They they reject that as not God. And then many of them take it another step, which I believe this is a major violation. They will attempt to define how God should act based on our human understanding of what is appropriate. So they will say things like, well, a human father would never, you know, put his son or his daughter in a place like hell, would never cast them into hell. So therefore, God would never cast people into hell. That's their argument. So now what they're doing is they are diminishing the nature of God into the goodness of man, which we know man is not good. So they're attempting to use our moral guidelines to determine how God should function. And I believe that's a that's a bad move, everybody. I mean, that's a, it's almost blasphemy to say such a thing. God doesn't have to prove himself. He doesn't have to act the way we think a good God should act. He doesn't have to be nice all the time. He doesn't have to be 
unfair. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to do any of that. Not at all. My kids all the time. They'll say that's not fair. It's not fair. Well, it's not fair. Life isn't fair. It's not fair. But what God is is just. And honestly, if we want what's truly fair, then all of us go to hell is what's fair because every one of us is wicked. For someone to ever say that we don't deserve hell, it it makes a mockery of the cross. And it's disgusting because every one of us was born and lived as evil, wicked people. And every one of us deserves hell. And, And so, but again... To, to attempt to define God by how we think a good God should act or by how we presume a quote-unquote good father should act, a good human father, how he should act, that's serious violation. That's mega issue, mega problem. And again, talking kind of blasphemy level stuff if we're not careful. So God is just. God is God. He gets to do things the way that he wants to. He gets to punish. He gets he gets to kill. He gets to do whatever he wants. That is his prerogative. He's God. He gets to do everything that he desires. He is smarter than us. He is wiser than us. He is more holy than us. He's more righteous than us. He is perfect. His way goes. We don't have to understand it. The Bible says, lean not on your own understanding. It says we shouldn't be doing that. And we fall in, into this logical kind of, uh, we put, put these logical intellectual demands on this thing. It's like, if I don't understand it, and if it doesn't make sense, if it doesn't feel good, I'm going to reject it. And I'm going to redefine it. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening with the issue of hell. Let me tell you straight up. I had an encounter of being dragged toward hell. I've read about many others enco- uh, other people's encounters. And they all line up. I'm telling you straight up that hell is real. I believe it's probably in, in the center of the earth. It's, it is a place where, in my encounter, I, I nearly went mad in, the, in just the first couple of seconds in my encounter. And I never actually even made it all the way there to hell in my encounter. I would never wish hell on my worst night uh, enemy. That I would never wish the nightmare of hell on my worst enemy. It is absolutely, absolutely horrifying. And I also believe this. I believe by far most people go there. And it wrecks me to believe that. It destroys me to believe that. It grieves me to believe that. If I were to have to put a percentage on it, some people don't like it when I do this. You got to get over yourself. We need to be okay with being raw and real and dealing with possibilities. I hope I'm wrong, but it would not surprise me if one out of every 500 people actually made it to heaven. Wouldn't surprise me. Just one out of 500. 499 out of 500 end up going to hell. Wouldn't surprise me. And so... I want you to think through this. Those of you, those that are saying that hell is redemptive or that hell doesn't exist are wrong. 100% wrong. Entirely wrong. I do not believe those that are, that have arrived at that decision and are standing on that decision, 
I doubt seriously that they are saved. And in fact, they very probably, in my opinion, I hope not, but unless they repent, the hell they don't believe in will be their home. And we need to stand in the gap and we need to pray that that doesn't happen. But we're dealing, we're dealing with big issues, not individuals, big problems, big situations. And this, the deception is rampant. And again, with social media, as crazy as it is, people are being deceived by the th- millions just, just by, by reading this garbage that so many people are putting out there saying that hell doesn't exist or that it's redemptive. It's wrong. And so, those of you that believe in that, I'm telling you straight up, you need to repent. You're wrong. I don't care how studied you are. I don't care how nice you are. I don't care how how much you think you're loving people. I'm telling you, you're wrong. You're 100% wrong. You need to repent. You need to break in tears. Those of you that are buying into false grace, you're wrong. Your, Your sins are not forgiven past, present, and future. Future sins are unresolved if you do not repent. Those of you that buy into eternal security, you're wrong. You're 100% wrong. I'm telling you that it's time to repent. Come on, everybody. We need to get serious about this. Hell is real. It is expanding. Millions of people are going there. I think it. I think the number is is two every second or something like that. Enter eternity. Two people every second or right around that number. And right now, since this podcast has started, this is, I don't know how long it is now, 20 minutes? That means maybe 40 people have entered eternity. Probably all of them in hell right now. One moment ago, they weren't there. Now they're there. And they're freaking out, going mad, tormented, hopeless. And there are people that have the gall to preach a false, heretical gospel that says that people don't go there or that it's redemptive. And those people need to be rebuked soundly. It's heresy. Alright. I admit I didn't go into a lot of the scripture. This is an off-the-cuff podcast. Driving in my car. If you want to get into a scripture battle, go for it. Do your research. And, and I've written on this in the past. And there's a lot of great articles online with loads of scripture. Check them out. And at some point, I may write about, write about it again, but I've written a lot. I've written a lot on this issue. But uh, this particular podcast is an off-the-cuff. I believe it's a prophetic alarm to awaken the deceivers and the deceived because this is a very serious issue because 100 billion years from now there will be people tormented in the hell that you say some of you are saying does not exist or is redemptive and you're wrong all right leave some comments this should be fun thank you for listening to the furnace with john burton You can access media, read articles, and partner with the ministry online at burton.tv. And by all means, share this podcast with those who are hungry for revival, reformation, and revolution.